Howdy everyone, this is Joey, your Adequately Okay Dungeon Master. We have a bit of a short episode this week to lead us into the new year and to give me a bit of breathing room with publishing. We're going to do a bit of a recap to bring everybody back up to speed, and then Mitchell, Roy, and Jeremiah and I are going to talk a little bit about the D&D mechanics side of their characters, after which we'll set the scene for next week. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. So I'll take us on a quick recap because it's been a couple of weeks since we've done the main campaign. <laughs> mm-hmm. Niklaus and Hirkir, the two of you set off with Audrey, Constance, and Gobzu to find the address located on this incredibly tiny sheet of paper. On the way there, you bump into Olivia, the ghost, that only you guys could see because you were lost. Oh, good old Olivia. And in the process of resolving that particular issue, you bump into Cirrus. Sup? <laughs> you participate in fending off a robbery with Cirrus. Yeah, you guys fight off some Knoll robbers in a convenience store. Soul's Mart. Soul's Mart. And coincidentally, the three of you are headed in the same direction. Whoa! <laughs> Real movie magic. Who, who would have thought? The three of you find the address of... Aircor, and it turns out it's a weird sort of private detective agency slash civil rights lawyer setup. I don't really know the word to use there. Organization, maybe? Organization? Yeah, just spitballing. We can workshop it later. (laughs) (laughs) And you meet Alistair, the lawyer, and Tiger, the rabbit, who you met previously in episode two. Tiger, the tactical rabbit. Tactical rabbit. Their little office is located in a mixed-use plaza, and they agree to help you find out what happened. Uh, for Sirius, that's to find out what happened to your dad, and for Hirker Niklaus to find out what happened to you when you were floating around in magical science tubes. In the meantime, Annette, the landlord of the plaza, gets you set up with an apartment, but it turns out there's a null gang that is trying to forcibly buy the place from her. She asks you to... She asks you... Asks? She requests that you protect the plaza. (laughs) (laughs) And invites you over to dinner. You guys split the party to figure out what to bring to dinner. And I would like to remind you guys that you still have this pemmican that you forgot to bring or mention. You can eat it later. It lasts forever. It keeps forever. (laughs) Season 17. Well, we're starving, but we have this pemmican I have in this pack. <laughs> Remember Peck in season two. <laughs> we were still on the planet before we got transmigrated and isekai'd. 
because we came up with more outlandish reasons for us to stay together. But yeah, eventually you guys figure out what to bring to dinner and you head over to hang out with everybody. A dust method attempts to ruin the occasion, but you fend it off. And you spend the rest of the night hanging out with everybody and sort of getting to know everyone. And after a heavy night of drinking, the three of you pass out. Seems right. And that's where we are now. I believe we were coming up with plans to uh, to protect this plaza. Yeah, we'd done some recon, I think, before the dinner party to try and get a, a, a bead on some of the gang dynamics. Yeah, it was the uh, plunderers, the kings, and the rats, right? Yes, that sounds right. And the uh, the gnolls that were bothering Annette were the plunderers, plunderers? which I think were yeah. the, the big the big bad of the uh... on the block. Yeah. So is this the next morning, Joey? Yeah. The three of you wake up a little bit hungover, but possibly from all the fresh food that you've eaten, you guys also level up. <laughs> Wow. You feel terrible and great at the same time. <laughs> feel like I can swing my baton twice in six seconds. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to take this opportunity to sort of go over everybody's character sheets and sort of like the classes and the races and so on, because we've never really done that before. So so everybody's level five now. Yay. There is much rejoicing. And how about Roy? Do you want to go first? Sure. So I'm Roy, and I play Niklaus, and he's now a level 5 sorcerer. Uh, aberrant mind, so he's got kind of voices in his head, which we haven't seen come up recently. I'm sure that's not a problem. And a lot of his spells are psychic damage and control spells, and you know things like Dissonant Whispers or Mind Sliver. And other than that, he's just a, a normal human who used to work for the corporations and Right now his armor class is 12. He's a very easily hit character. And as rest, far as... Rest in peace, Jack. Rest yeah, in peace. Rest <laughs> in peace. Currently at 42 hit points. Not too bad because his constitution's at 18. Second highest ability score after his charisma, which is at 20 now after our improvement at level 4. Going down the ability scores, next highest is intelligence, 16. Dexterity, 14. Wisdom, 11. And strength at 8. He's not very strong. Other than that, you know, he has some proficiencies in arcana, deception, insight, investigation, survival. Kind of built around his mage abilities and his um, former work in the corporations. Have there been any spells that you've had to get specifically to sort of adapt to the setting? Well, I got a few choosing aberrant mind that don't have like visible effects like mind sliver. Distant whispers, those are just kind of things that people hear. It's not like a big flashy spell like fireball, which I think would kind of advertise the fact that he's casting spells rather than using magitech. So I've been trying to pick spells that are a little more discreet in their casting. Yeah, just as a reminder, the uh, people casting magic in this world is pretty rare because you can just buy it nowadays. Yeah. Fortunately, I did just get a spell as part of uh, the Aberrant Mind subclass. Is that a subclass? Yeah. Called The Hunger of Hadar, where a gateway to the dark place between the stars of unknown horrors appears in a 20-foot radius. So that's not as discreet. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm very excited for that one to make an appearance. As you go up so. in level, the spells do get less discreet. It's true. Yeah, so that's going to be used when no one's going to report back what, what they saw. So, Well, when you use it, no one's going to report back. Exactly. That's the plan. All right, Mitchell, what do you got? Okay. What can I say about Cirrus? So my character is Cirrus. She is a half-elf paladin. Joey kindly allowed us to level up to level five. Very exciting. When I was joining, I asked Joey kind of, you know, what the makeup of the party was and any areas he thought, you know, they can use. And he was just like, yeah, the other two were squishy. (laughs) (laughs) Not wrong. So I was like, okay, I'll focus on something that's like defensive and like kind of buffing. And so paladin was what came to my mind and then i was like well what would a paladin be in like the modern day and i figured police officer would work and i also found that interesting because of the party's complicated relationship with police in the city no kidding yeah authorities yes so i thought that could be fun so her abilities she's not very violent uh and so she's so i chose the oath of redemption which i think is kind of a not a black sheep like paladin uh, subclass, but it's it's definitely an interesting one because it's focused on like peace and resolving things peaceably, and but also on protection and things like that. So she has like abilities to you know if somebody attacks somebody else, I could kind of have their attack rebound on them. Later, I'll get an ability to absorb attacks that are done against other people onto myself. Yay! Yeah, I have like a channel divinity that lets me that makes me more charismatic called emissary of peace which based on that wording it would be to diffuse a situation like i did in the in the episode with the souls mart where the police showed up after the violence after the violence happened (laughs) yeah peace through violence yeah yeah yeah. so like violence is necessary but only (laughs) only as a last resort which is quite frequent (laughs) only as a first second or third resort yeah i don't kill people but i enable my friends to kill people (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's a limited spell caster as paladins are i chose a lot of things that are buffs so like bless um shield of faith for ac sleep to put enemies to sleep which i feel in this game has a has like a 40 percent chance of working at any random time I mean, it worked really well on, um, who was it? The, uh... Jack himself. <laughs> Willie's character. <laughs> Jack. All right, Gopsu was, and Audrey. It was Gopsu and Audrey. Yeah, that's what it was. They didn't, they didn't need to see what was about to happen. <laughs> um, and then there's some new ones I chose, like, uh, Lesser Restoration. So I have a lot of heals and a lot of, uh, ways to aid people, like aid and find steed, which I'm excited to use. <laughs> I can't wait for Fine Steed. That's that was just a, a fun one. So So in this modern world, what do you plan for your steed to be? <laughs> we were discussing it being some kind of ride chair or something like that, which I think fits. Because <laughs> it takes ten minutes to cast, so that's basically, you know, the amount of time it takes for your Uber to get there. <laughs> yeah, we wish. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not 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 today, but in the long, long ago. <laughs> in the old days. Yeah. She she also has some offensive abilities, so she 
She has a quarterstaff and a warhammer, which I have flavored as like a police baton or something like that. And I guess in terms of stats, her two highest are constitution and charisma, which are at plus four. And then her next one is strength, which is plus three because paladins need like three different abilities to be useful. And then everything else is kind of either plus one, minus one, or plus zero. And she's good at athletic things. So she has athletics. She's weirdly intimidating because she's so tall and has such a force of personality. Um, and because she's in the police, I gave her some <laughs> investigation skill. So tall. <laughs> yes. She's big, big lady. Didn't, didn't we end up saying that she was like the same as pretty close to here currently, Klaus? Maybe. I don't remember. In my mind, she's like a tall person. Gonna make her extra tall. Like so dang tall. You have no idea. What, what's her What's her uh, uh, legit official height? <laughs> yeah, on the wiki, you mean? Yeah, on the wiki. <laughs> it's either 5'9 or 6'0 or something like that. I don't have it in front of me. You should probably have it on your uh, D&D Beyond. We're not sponsored by D&D Beyond, but if D&D Beyond wants to sponsor us... <laughs> <laughs> Did not put that on here. I would have to go into the Google Drive to find that. But definitely six feet or higher. <laughs> or higher. Or, or more. <laughs> yeah. An, an endless range of possibilities. Yeah, <laughs> endless. Is there anything else interesting about Cirrus? She's heavily ace, uh, armored, so AC of 19. She's designed to protect oh, wow. the other. Yeah, she is. Well, with her shield, she's designed to protect <laughs> the other two. In in conclusion, thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> Which we reskinned as like police equipment. Yes. She's got like a ride shield strapped to her back. That's actually like one how the, I imagined it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the plexiglass ones. Yeah, she just sort of, like, appropriated that. I don't think she's supposed to have that, but she appropriated it. The late fees on that. Mm. What is it, the library? <laughs> you gotta, like, check out equipment. <laughs> I don't think they charge you for having it. <laughs> hey, we live in a corporate world with corporate interests, okay? Yeah, they have to buy their own equipment. They lease it. Lease to you own. Gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta rent it. <laughs> lease to own. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. She's also... An idealist in a very, like, soulless uh, corporate world, which I think is fun. I feel like we lied to her about something, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> uh, many things, I'm sure. Uh, oh, it was something. I, I killed something and I dumped it down in the traffic <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Is it a person? <laughs> it was the thing we... It was uh, the we, it was dust method, I think. Yeah. The method. The method. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so let's see, what did I give her for insight? Not a lot. So we keep having, oh yeah, she has negative one insights. So we keep having these like deception battles that I keep losing. Yeah, Nikos' deception is plus eight, so. Yeah, which is which probably facilitates smoother sailing. Yeah. All right, Jeremiah, tell us about Hyrkir. All right, Hyrkir is a half-orc druid, level five now, along with everyone else. He is part of the... Uh, circle of spores so he is very much into lichens life coming from dead things mushrooms as if you've been listening to this you've probably twigged on to so that gives him some special abilities through some spores that hang out with him his top attributes are wisdom and constitution because he is a little squishy and wisdom is his uh spell casting uh attribute how wise is he 17 Plus three. Very wise. Pretty wise. Mm. Just so wise. Else. His spells t- tend to be focused on naturey type things, sort of urban naturey type things, and healing because this is D and D, and Lord knows you need healing. 
Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's sort of his focus. Otherwise, he's really good at medicine. Plus seven for that with a bonus from, if you remember from season one, I think it was season one. He did, uh, right. he did an overnight DVD or, or tape or CD thing <laughs> <laughs> to learn, the self, to self, learn some the medicine. self-hypnosis things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Was, AC is 12. He's squishy. He's got 44 hit points right now because I just rolled really well for my oh, nice. Nice. fifth level HP. So keep the healer around a little bit longer. Was there any particular reason you chose the mushroom route? Yeah, I mean, we're playing in the city and it made more sense to do an urban type thing. Um, and also played into sort of the, the class differences in Falcon's Reach. He's from a poor section of the city, so, you know, there's growing up in abandoned buildings, losing his parents. So it's sort of like a thing he could kind of do on his own and learn about and... You know, he had a, had a mentor who taught him a little bit about some of these things. That sort of became an escape for him, something he could sort of run around the city and, and do, and no one, would leave, no one would really bother him. And so that's, you know, his, his personal interest and in ongoing druidic interest in sort of the smaller aspects of life in urban environments. And again, the stuff growing life from death type thing. I'm just glad I'm just glad you didn't pick the contra animal route. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. my god, there's another herd of deer running through the city. <laughs> if you think our combat drags on now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to roll dice for the eight deer that appear. <laughs> all right. You can just summon rats again. That's all that's here. Just more rats. <laughs> Although if we could summon some of those giant rats that like we cleared out of uh Hortense's place. I mean, be pretty nasty. Anyway, so I love the classic D and D trope of uh, losing your parents. Yeah, <laughs> I think we had like a marginal decrease this time around. Yeah, mine's just missing, not dead. <laughs> Hercure, Hercure assumes your dad's dead. Uh, Nikos's parents are alive, but just in a not the city. Either that or in a <laughs> tube somewhere being experimented on. It's casual tubes. For some reason, that had a lot of it's a seminal event in Hercure's life. What's your favorite spell so far? Or ability. I've really, as you may have noticed, had fun with infestation, so I haven't gotten to use some of the and flame blade. Those are <laughs> definitely my two favorite spells. Infestation is from the new book, newer book. Yeah, I don't know where it's X G T E. Uh Xanathar's Guide to Everything, yeah. Uh, but it is a delight as a cantrip, so I can just cast it on people as much as I want. Oh, I didn't realize it was a cantrip. That's <laughs> Oh <nice>. yeah. <laughs> wow. It's... I didn't know it was a cantrip either. <laughs> <laughs> Pro DM here. You know, who's your favorite player slash character? <laughs> <laughs> Think carefully, Joey. <laughs> uh, the correct answer might be uh, Jack. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I did tell Willie. I, uh, me and Willie are high school friends, so every time I go back for the holidays, I usually see him. The uh, I did tell him that he, I, he is missed on the podcast. Just for his <laughs> he is. sort of subversive sense of humor sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, I wasn't expecting <laughs> you to. <laughs> I mean, if he ever wants to do like a one-off thing, that could be fun. Joey, yeah, Joey I... can do a tell-all as a Patreon exclusive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get it all out. <laughs> Roy, what, what books are we using? What do we have so far? So yeah, I have... 
a number of the uh, paper copies of the books, but on D&D Beyond, which we're kind of using for our character tracking, uh, we did get like some source materials. Uh, is there a way to view all of them? There's gotta be. Yeah, Circle of Spores is from Tasha's Cal Cauldron of Everything. Oh, so it's not from Sandalthars? No, the spell, the uh, oh, okay. uh, infestation is from. Mm -hmm. All right, here's what we got. We got Player's Handbook, Dungeons Master's Guide, Volo's Guide, Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide, Xanathar's Guide, Mornerkainen's Tome of Foes, Wayfinder's Guide to Eberron, Acquisitions Incorporated, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, and that's it. So maybe like a third, a fourth, a quarter of all the source books. <laughs> <laughs> As if we could ever afford all of them. One day. Just in, just in time for 6th edition to come out. Gotta... I suppose this is time to plug the Patreon, right? Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. time to grow that Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, is there anything else that we should mention? Mm, we're doing our best, everybody. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, wait, I think there was something I was thinking of, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, well. We're sorry for being gone for so long, <laughs> but we're back now. Oh, what's everyone's background? Yours was uh, police or something, right? So you're talking about like mechanics. The character. Yeah, me the mechanic background. I chose soldier because I couldn't find police officer That's probably in, the, yeah, in the list of backgrounds. Huh. And I figured I like, it'd be like a militia thing or something. I think it falls it's under still, that, but I'm not sure. I think soldier like they, a... they use as a like, grab all for that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, there was city watch, I think, was one of them. Oh, well, that might fit better. That's yeah. actually thing. <laughs> I call you're a paladin, right? But then one of my personality traits is I put no trust in divine beings. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have like a lot of fun together, I think. Ideals. I have a dark calling that puts me above the law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be really good. Bonds, there's evil in me. I can feel it. It was never be set free. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. You just have to keep doing really well on those deception checks. <laughs> <laughs> what background did you pick, Jeremiah? Hermit, which <laughs> that fits that fits pretty well. Fits yeah, with where I'm he was. Somehow not surprised. What about you, Roy? A haunted one. Huh. He's got so really a... really big bags under his eyes. It looks like he those never sleeps. Those who look into your eyes can see you have unfaced unimaginable horror, and that you are no stranger to darkness. <laughs> Best uh, Olivia, Olivia pops out of nowhere and just like boo. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Just every time I'm trying to, I'm about to fall asleep, she's like, so what do you think about crepes? <laughs> Damn it, Olivia! <laughs> Listen, I just have some ghost friends that really like baked goods. <laughs> and this is like her, her head floating on top of the floor. There's like a cake off in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> as, as if Nikos doesn't have enough voices talking to him. <laughs> it's like a, a ball rolling downhill. Once you've got a couple, though, you're just going to keep picking up more on the way down. It's true. What, what's just more the merrier, right? At this point, <laughs> maybe they'll start talking to each other and leave me alone. <laughs> All right. Well, with the three of you leveled up, the three of you wake up. I feel powerful in your apartment, and you find yourselves in like very weird and somewhat compromising positions. It seems like at some point during the night, someone dragged you back to your place and just like threw you, <laughs> just just threw you in and let you figure it out. We did not figure it out. <laughs> yeah, Nick Klaus, where are you? I'm in the tub. <laughs> I managed to take 
all of the towels that were in there and <laughs> fashioned. It's a one towel and blanket. There's a hole in it. It's like a nest. Yeah. So that's just where I'm. Cur- I'm like curled up in there. <laughs> it sounds like a personal experience kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> he like turned on the hot water to create steam <laughs> so he's just passed out in there alright Kuki where are you he's like still in the living room curled up like behind a chair somewhere <laughs> are you like cuddling the chair no no he's like this is a good place to hide it's yeah. probably not a good place to hide but that's like what his brain was thinking at the time <laughs> <laughs> alright what about you Sirius Sirius is like half on the bed and half on the floor so, like, there's the bed and, like, her legs and, like, the lower half of her is, like, on the bed and, then, like, on the floor <laughs> on her back is, like, the rest of her. <laughs> and she's snoring very loudly. From down in the courtyard of the plaza, the three of you hear the smashing of glass. The what? <gasps> and what sounds like the screams of some orcish housewives. Oh, no. I think Cirrus drank the most, so she's still asleep. Nikos is like literally like rubbing his eyes. He's like, Hercure, was that you? Hercure's like super alert, but like not really alert, but he thinks he's alert. <laughs> so he's like standing up and going toward the door to figure things out, but he like trips over something over the chair he was hiding behind. I heard broken glass. Oh, oh, wait, you think it's the Knowles? Nikos is now wide awake. Pretty good guess. As you, as you say that, you hear the cackling of Knowles. In the distance. Cirrus throws her pill bar. Cirrus <laughs> 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 throws her pillow at Hirkir. Can, can you guys please keep it down? My head's pounding. Everything hurts. The world's on fire. The gnolls are attacking. Get your stuff. Hirkir's like on the floor, having tripped over something saying this. <laughs> <laughs> Nikos is like stumbling out of the, the restroom. I like flip over myself like feet first i'm like oh this is a knolls okay i think so i get dressed the class is already fully dressed <laughs> in his business <laughs> yeah. suit what what is what is everybody's like clothing situation my tattered like urban like and camo clothing as usual <laughs> uh Niklaus is in like his one suit that he still has that he's just prestidigitating every day. <laughs> <laughs> Which he does to prestidigitate as soon as he wakes up. I mean... Clean, just, just bare, dead bare. Cirrus hasn't gone back to her apartment and was not expecting to not go back to her apartment. So she had one change of clothes and her police, uh, her full police uniform. And she's wearing her full police uniform now because it's time uh, for justice. How long does it take for you to get suited up? Because like, you actually did say that you were in casual clothes from the previous night. Well, yeah, we had to go to dinner. Yeah. Let's see. What is the dawning time for that? What is the dawning time for police uniform? Yeah. Because <laughs> you're slapping on like the armor, right? If we're going into... Hmm. Okay. What'd she do? If it is something where we have to act fast, I guess she probably would just run out there. So never mind. She's wearing her casual clothes, which is a nice, which is a nice t-shirt and jeans. I thought you had like a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, she goes shirtless. <laughs> okay, I'm bad. This at- is the fan service episode. <laughs> I'm very bad at describing clothing. I don't remember exactly what you had, but I thought you had like a shirt. Sure. Uh, for, s- for some reason, I didn't write down serious choice of wear in my notes. Uh, it's oversight on my part. I'll make sure to record that from now on. <laughs> Anyways, 
Okay, it takes 10 minutes to don heavy armor, so she's going to wear her casual clothes. Can we get it done sooner if I help her? <laughs> she's like, I don't need your help. Okay, well, we're, we'll just have, keep on, keep on then. Yeah, and what do you guys do? It's a black it's a black shirt with jeans. Hooker is heading out the door. The Klaus is stumbling afterwards to the elevator. Cirrus grabs her shield and weapons and goes. Yeah. The three of you run out of the apartment and heads towards the stairs and head towards the sound of the commotion in the courtyard. Hey guys, it's Joey again. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. If you're liking the podcast and happen to be listening on Spotify, please do give us a rating. And also, always feel free to connect with us on Instagram or Twitter at AAMagicPod. We'll have a full-sized episode next week, so we'll catch you guys then.